Well, good morning, church. Have you not heard? Do you not know how things are travelling in Australia today? Now, you really don't need me to tell you. Many people are living apart from God. They have heard about him and who he is. Some of the younger generation have probably not heard much about God at all. There are people who are walking away from God for various reasons. Some even doubt that God even exists at all. Science and technology is all we need, they say. If anything can save the planet and society, we can only come, it can only come via science and technology. This is what we are told. Well, that is not quite true. Have you not heard? Do you not know that $11 billion worth of Australian taxpayers' money was given to the Murray-Darling Basin Plan? This plan was supposedly designed to save our main river system from further degradation. It was a very noble idea. This work commenced five or six years ago. Lots of work has been done, lots of money spent. This was meant to improve the environmental health of our rivers, our waterways and forests, etc. It was also designed to improve irrigation efficiency, using less water but maintaining more production. It is now 2019. Unfortunately, we now have more environmental problems than before. We have irrigation farmers in New South Wales without water this year and Victoria with far less water than ever before. Any water that is available on the open market for farmers to buy is more than four times the price per megalitre than what it should be. At this price, farmers cannot afford to buy it. There is just no way they could come anywhere near to breaking even. Some of you may know Rod McKenzie. He writes an article in the Ganawara Times sometimes called Codtails. He's a local fishing, all about the local fishing report. And on the 21st of December um, last year, that's just before Christmas, he wrote about the plight of the Darling River. The Menindee Lakes had been drained. It just consists of pools of water water that is polluted by blue-green algae, so much so that the native fish are floating belly up dead. It is only fair to mention that, yes, we are going through an extended drought. It's a very broad, broad widespread drought. And if this drought continues next or through next autumn, our nation will really be in trouble. Perhaps the Lord will send us rain before then. Or perhaps he is desperately trying to get the attention of Australian people now. Whatever the, the Murray-Darling Basin Plan has failed to, live, to deliver what it promised. Our leadership has mis mismanaged the, the plan for a, a number of reasons. The result is dead native fish from blackwater and blue-green algae toxic events 
So we've got dead fish and even dead turtles. Dying red gum trees from too much water for too long. Also starving kangaroos and emus in the Barma forest. Farming communities that live on in the Murray-Darling Basin are suffering. Angry people they are and deeply hurting, being continually ignored by the government that represents them. I could say a lot more on this, and I guess some of you could too, but I will not say any more now. Certainly people are very concerned for the future, but instead, praise God, we as God's people can pray. We have a future and a hope because the Lord says so in 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. I pray. Why do I pray? First of all, I pray because Jesus did. Jesus would take himself off alone every morning and he would meet with his father in prayer. He would secretly just disappear, take himself off. And he would also do the same thing at night, sometimes even praying right through the night. He would seek his father's will in everything, interceding for people and joining his father in his work. I pray because Jesus tells me to. Luke twenty-one thirty-six says, Watch and pray always, so you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man, and that is Jesus himself. I want to be ready when he comes because I want to please him. I do not want to be a sleeping, backsliding Christian when he comes for all his people. I do not want to disappoint him or cause him any heartbreak. I pray because God ultimately answers prayers when I pray according to his will. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 confirms this. This is the confidence we have in him that if we pray according to his will, he hears us, and if we know if he hears us, he will answer our prayers. I pray because I have a hope for the future. I have a dream. Many years ago, I had a dream one night, and in this dream I was standing outside a local post office, and... uh, And then I saw men lying prostrate on the ground, praising God. They were verbally praising God in this dream. It had all the appearance appearance of a revival starting, and it was spread and seemed to be going to spread beyond the Shire of Ganawara. I pray because I need to repent when I make mistakes, as we all do. I cannot afford for other people to do my praying for me. I have to do that. And God wants to hear from me, you see, as he wants to hear from you. 
and he wants me to wait and listen to him. Isaiah 1.18 says, Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall become as white as snow. Our God is a loving, forgiving God who restores relationships. He is also a just God. Genesis 18.25, Abraham says, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Luke 18, 1. Jesus warns us to always pray and not lose heart. God will always answer prayer in the fullness of time. And remember too, friends, that God's timing is always right. Never too early, never too late, always on time. I pray because I know Jesus is coming again to take his people to live with him in glory forever. I pray because prayer is a powerhouse behind the life and the work of the church that belongs to him. I pray because I do not want to face life without him. It is so much better to walk through life with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It is so much better than just walking by myself. Some of you may have seen the DVD War Room. It goes like this. Tony and Elizabeth Jordan are living the American dream. They have it all. Great jobs, a beautiful daughter and a dream home. Yet looks can be deceiving. Their world is falling apart under the strain of a failing marriage. While Tony basks in his professional success and flirts with temptation, Elizabeth resigns herself to increasing bitterness. Yet their lives take an unexpected turn when Elizabeth meets her newest client, Miss Clara, who challenges Elizabeth to establish a war room and a battle plan of prayer for her family. As Elizabeth tries to fight for her family, Tony's hidden struggles come to light. Tony must decide if he will make amends with his family and prove Miss Clara's wisdom that victories don't come by accident. It is a very inspiring and challenging story, and if you haven't seen it, you need to. Every believing Christian is targeted by Satan, whether we like it or not. I guess you know that. Satan knows his time is getting desperately shorter. He will fight against the church until the Lord finally comes to defeat him. It says in James 4, 7, it says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There is also Ephesians 6. It tells us to put on the whole armour of God so that we may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are instructed to put on the armour of God and stand when Satan attacks. We stand in the righteousness of Jesus. We put on the shoes with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take the shield of faith in order to quench all the fiery darts and accusations of the wicked one. We take the sword of the Spirit 
which is the truthful word of God. In verse 18, we are to pray always with all prayer and humble, persistent petitions in the Spirit to God for all the saints, that is, all God's people, and that includes one another. True prayer, then, not only resists Satan, but actually is the most offensive weapon against Satan. You've heard the term prayer warriors. It is simply God's people who pray as instructed by the leading of God's Holy Spirit. When we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, we have authority over the influence that Satan has. We have authority over his lies and deceit. We really should be teaching our children to pray as it is revealed in Scripture. That's what Brooke touched on this morning, the children's talk. We need to teach our kids to pray. If we go back into history to the early Protestant churches in our district, names that come to mind would be Wilkins and Slade and others. These men were courageous prayer warriors with, vision, with great vision. These, though these men, through these men, we have the Protestant churches here today. Many men and women from our district have gone out as missionaries to other places too. The early churches here would have had men and women who were true prayer, prayer warriors, quietly praying for the frontline men and women who went on to serve the Lord in other places as well as here. We have had prayer warriors in this church in the past. We still have some today. Thank God for them. I know there are prayer warriors in our church who are much better prayer warriors than what I am. You see, I'm still learning. I'm still doing my apprenticeship. To all you elderly folks in this church, I include myself too. If you're over 65 years of age, I mean, if you're under 65, you're still young, but you're we have, to allow the, we have to allow the younger generations to carry on the ministries of our church. They have lots of responsibilities. They have families to care for. They have to earn a living. They have to adopt to a changing world and a changing culture. They have many challenges in front of them. The misfortunes that is afflicting our farmers today will continue to affect all of us. We need to pray for our whole community. We of the older generation, well, probably most of us, if you're like me, are not quite up with the latest technology. We do, however, have the blessing of experience gained from the problems and lessons and blessing that life has taught us over many years. From the mistake we've made, we learn also. We need to be leading as prayer warriors for the younger generations. We can pray for them. You know, as we age, we sort of slow down. Like when you go out into your shed to fetch something. No big deal. Yet when you get out into your shed, it takes you ten minutes to remember what you came into the shed to, to what you were going to actually do. You put something valuable in a safe place. Then you forget where the safe place is. I, once I put a bank card into a, 
high cupboard. It was safe there. It was very secure and safe. I never found it. Brooke read for us Matthew 6, 5 to 15. And in verse 6, the Lord says, When you pray, go into your closet and meet with your Father in secret, and the Father will reward you. If you are a prayer warrior, you need somewhere to pray in private. This can be difficult sometimes, particularly if you are still got kids, kids at home and family at home to find a quiet place to pray in a special place. <coughs> Perhaps you can go for a quiet walk and pray. That can be okay, but that can be difficult too sometimes. I find sitting in my ute in the backyard is okay most of the time. I will pray there. Trouble is, when most houses were built, they did not include a prayer, prayer room. I think that is a shame. But I guess they didn't realise those days that how important prayer was. I don't know. Most people mightn't pray. But if you have a prayer room on a closet or a closet that you can use for a prayer room, that is good. You can set it up with a chair, hang your favourite verses of scripture on the wall and so forth. Yet there is one thing you can also do. You need to get yourself... A prayer journal, make one big enough because you'll be surprised how much you'll get in there after a period of time. Write down your prayer requests and don't forget to write down the answers when God answers your prayers. Remember too, who are you meeting with? You're talking with Jesus. Be prepared to listen to what he wants to tell you. Keep, I repeat, keep your manual with you at all times the word of God this manual has all you need to help you to be a better prayer warrior but you'll have to search it out you've got to look at it you've got to read it you've got to search it out with a concordance or whatever talk with prayer warriors you know about they have had the experience they have been around probably a lot longer than what you have Get a few clues from them. You will find that you will soon have a long prayer list that gets longer and longer. Do not give up. Keep on moving forward and the Lord will bless you. Be on guard from attacks from from Satan. He will attack. Stand your ground, resist him, and he will go. There is a positive side It goes with the ageing process, you know. You have time to be an effective prayer warrior for Jesus. Even if you're flat on your back, you can still pray. You can stand in the gap for others. You can intercede in prayer for our missionaries and for our sick folk. And you can pray for the ministry of our church. We can pray for the younger generations in our church and community. We can pray for our community services. We can pray for our schools. Most important to pray for our schools, including our Christian school. They need your prayer support. 
pray for leadership for our nation, our state, and in our own district. All these things we can do. And we can pray for our farmers. There are a lot of distressed farmers around these days. Not sure what they're going to do next. I know some prayer warriors in CUNA who have been praying for the schools in CUNA for a while, especially the secondary college, which has a lot of problems. There's one very good thing that the Lord has answered our prayers with is there is a young 17-year-old young 17-year-old teenager there. He's a student. He hasn't been at the school in more than two years. Yet he loves Jesus. And he is not afraid to say so. Already he is making a, a positive difference among students and staff. He has been given the position of boy captain of the school for 2019. We continue to pray for him and the school. God's always at work, even when we're not. I'm about ready to close now, and I wish to share with you some words from a song by Alan Jackson, an elderly country and western singer, gospel singer, and I've reworded it just slightly. I can say amen to the words he sings. It goes like this. The older I get, the more I think and the more I pray. I am so glad the Lord has blessed me this way. If they found the, the fountain of youth, I wouldn't drink a single drop, not even get my lips wet. As I age in the Lord, I find I am experiencing my best years yet. Praise God. So all you oldies, all us oldies, and you that are getting there, you're all going to get to be old someday, God willing. All you oldies, remember, we are not dead yet. We don't leave everything in the younger generation, but we can at least pray. We have no excuse. Yep. Keep living for Jesus. doesn't matter how old you are, but it doesn't matter while you've still got breath. Keep living for Jesus and keep on praying. Keep praying. We've got to do that. We need to do that. Our nation, our people, our community depends on how we pray. This is where we need to come alive and be strong in the Lord. Because you know what? God's best is yet to come and we need to be ready for it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless you all.